there's simply no more time to discuss Nord Stream because we're taking somewhat of a trip down south today to sunny España. So I think I'll, I'll, I'll intro, us, intro us here because uh, um, this is this is we should say this is Gladio Radio. This is this is Cornish Baby and Pod America again, uh, um, and we dem boys, we dem boys. Um, we make it noise. <laughs> And we are talking about, uh, I think, two countries today to change change the pace, uh, to make the podcast even longer, possibly, uh, which is Portugal and Spain, Iberia, because they operate in a very, very similar way during this period of time and in relation to Gladio, which is um, while America and France and the UK and to a certain extent, you know, the Soviet Union. Uh, spinning this big narrative about how we beat the fascists, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There is two explicitly fascist regimes that are allowed, kind of like continue from before the war up until respectively the seventies each. And uh, yeah, and what that kind of like means for this wider project and stuff like that is it's kind of interesting. But. Uh, yeah, so this is where, this is where we're going. We're doing, we're doing Gladio Iberia today. That's what we're doing. The Portuguese listeners are going to be absolutely furious that they are being sandwiched in with Spain, but they're going to have to... Too bad. They should have zigged when Spain zagged. <laughs> we're going to Ibiza, as the Venga boys said. Exactly. How do they play into this? The Venga boys are anti-fascists. So that's they are, it. yes, yeah, and they're also Austrian, which we will talk about Austria next episode. Wow. Um, so uh-huh. yeah, oh my god, uh, where, do, where do we begin? Okay, so we should probably talk about what these two places were like at this point. I think I, I've ex- uh, you know said pretty clearly both of them fascist dictatorships. Um, Spain is ruled by Francisco Franco, he's been in charge of this since 1939 at the end of the Spanish Civil War. The Republicans lose. They lose pretty badly. Um, the death toll of the regime in total is somewhere between 50 to 100,000 uh, within Spain from uh, mostly concentration. And this is excluding the people who died in the actual Civil War. Uh, this is like concentration camps, forced labor camps, that kind of thing. Um, fun little fact is Spain is the country with the most mass graves. Um, mm. So that's always a fun thing to think about. You can see little fun maps online where there's like little, you know, little points and markers on Google Maps telling you where like uh, thousands of people have been buried. And take uh, geocaching to the next level. Yeah. <laughs> Even more than like Poland. That's not like. Yeah, you would. Th- I would have thought before I heard this, I would have thought somewhere in like Indochina, probably like Cambodia would probably be like just in terms of sheer numbers. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, th- yeah. I think it's like an efficiency system. Like they're just bigger masquerades. Yeah, Spain I mean, more like the more like the NIMBYs. Not a good use of, of space. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone starting their own mass grave, trying to get it off the ground. Yeah, um, uh, I would say the American concept of the Spanish Civil War is mostly uh, culturally from the film Pan's Labyrinth. That's yeah, that's what it was like. <laughs> <laughs> the man with the eyeball hands was working for Franco. Yeah, yeah, Most that was vaguely know something about Orwell fighting. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's like I think that's mostly like an online left kind of thing as well that know that. Um, and it's also like Orwell did a lot of damage, I think, in terms of just the English speaking world's general understanding of the Civil War, uh, because he's definitely like the most accessible writer who wrote about it. Like he was like a, a, a you know, he wrote 1984 and Animal Farm. These are like best selling hits or whatever. Um, whereas most other English language stuff is like maybe translated from Spanish or like a really dull academic paper that gets the heart of these things and stuff like that. Well, and- there's Hemingway too, which right. piqued the interest of one John McCain, who I assume just saw that Republicans were fighting and <laughs> has attached himself to the Republican cause. He wrote like an obituary for the last, uh, living member of the Abraham Lincoln Brigade who who passed away a few years ago. And it's like they were communists and John McCain yeah. is like writing in favor of them. Kind of strange. I not to get bogged down in that, but I think like a lot of Americans are able to see the Hemingway and the Orwell stuff through the lens simply of them writing about like totalitarianism. And that's how they equate like communism and fascism. Mm-hmm. And they're able to somehow bring that back and go, that's why America good, capitalism good, or whatever. Have you read Homage to Catalonia? Because it's like more fun than his other books. But it's the real story of him killing people. (laughs) Oh, cool. Yeah, it's pretty Uh, dope. Yeah, it's it's definitely like it's before we got like black pilled Orwell or whatever. Uh, this is he like he saw Catalonia and he had hope and then that was crushed. And, you know, he went on to write gloomier books. And World anyway, War II happened. And wrote, I'm going to Ibiza. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have a party. Oh, no. Short Franco's sentences. hired a bunch of Moroccan mercenaries.